Welcome back to another episode of the Strozzi Football Podcast. I'm Anthony McGuire, and on this week's pod, we will be discussing all things Europe, as most of our Scottish teams are still competing, much to the our uh, trying to keep on top of it. <laughs> and uh, we're also going to uh, be looking at all the uh, League Cup action uh, there and predicting this week's SPFL results. With me as ever, over on the east side of Australia, still in lockdown, Richard Tobin, how are you? Yeah, doing really well, actually. Um, struggling through the lockdown in many shapes and forms as we have here. It's lovely to see that uh, Jet, uh, the very aptly named Jet from Aberdeen, is still in Europe. And I see him immediately getting on the old Instagram to show some photos of him on an airplane. Um, but I, it was quite an interesting week in Europe. And, and if we do it in chronological order, uh, we left it at Rangers at the Malamo and then uh, Celtic had to play Jamblinek. Tell me all about it. Yeah, look, it was um, fairly fairly smooth sailing for for, for Celtic. Um, they 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 put on the Anthony performance Maguire, at home. Smooth sailing for Celtic. That you heard that here <laughs> first, okay? Well, you don't uh, you, you you don't get to say that very often with Celtic in Europe. Um, they kept a clean sheet. Um, your man from Japan again, looking the goods. David Turnbull popping up with two goals. So that was positive um, for him because he'd sort of been a little bit under par up until up until then. So things clicking for um, for Ange's sides and seven uh, two aggregate. You take that any day of the week. Hibs uh, didn't do so well in Rayeka. They went away and mm, got a bit of a doing actually. Well, I think it all turned on the um, turned on the red card decision. So uh, on sixty six minutes, Darren McGregor getting sent off um questionable and uh that that basically flipped the strip because at that point it was one each um either team could have could have take, taken it sort of thing and then done it 10 men and uh yeah uh Rayeka finding the goals uh, another three times to make it four one five two in aggregate and that's hibs out of europe for this season uh brad Obik is a multi a multi-sports club from cop cavour uh in iceland um but they also had to compete with probably their nearest Northern European neighbours, Aberdeen, and uh, that didn't end well. No, oh, Aberdeen two goals from Ryan Hedges in the second half, two uh, with a with one cancelled out by uh, Dissel Ethel Johnson. Ryan's had a haircut. I know. <laughs> and uh, so two one five three in aggregate. Aberdeen uh, move on to the next round of the Europa Conference League. Were you excited by any of it? Or did, um, you... well, I mean, obviously, I yeah, watched Celtic. I got watched Celtic because I thought at home they'd put on a, a fine performance, obviously against Dundee the, uh, during the week, uh, during that previous weekend, and they didn't disappoint. Um, the intensity levels, the finishing, um, playing some good stuff. So, I mean, that will. I'm more than happy to get up at half two in the morning if they're going to if they're going to put on a performance like that. So, I think. Um, and just sort of winning over Celtic supporters' hearts and minds because obviously a lot of a lot of them weren't very sure about his quality and his stature as a manager because he's you know his credentials were all in Australia and Japan. But I think people are starting to realise that um, the guy knows what he's doing, and they're asking if there's any more players in the J League that they can bring across because if they're all like Kyogo, um, four million pounds for him seems like a bit of a snip. And and that's the other interesting thing, I, you know. I think that we've reflected on this on the podcast a few times of uh, the, the quality of the the A League 
the quality of the the um the J League and also the potential for the Asian Champions League to effectively be producers of players in the future um, and not necessarily as expensive as some of our South American people who we talk about on a, a frequent basis. Uh, we got back to domestic business on Friday evening. Rangers beating Dunfermline. Ranger, the crisis is the crisis over. Well, I mean, it's Dunfermline, so I don't, I don't think anyone's getting too carried Oofed. away with that. But they did stick five past them. I don't think Dunfermline had a shot on target. Um, the pick of the goals definitely came our roof. Uh, he smacked home after a cheeky uh, Joe Aribo back heel. I, I like that one. That was I think that was goal number four. I think if I'm not Joe mistaken. Aribo again. Um, yeah, no, it was a nice little bit of play. And Calvin Bassey, um, I noted that he got a rare start at left back and uh, looked quite lively down that left flank. So you know, maybe signs of things to come if. Ranger to sell some players on, maybe Borna Barisic is maybe one that they could potentially offload. But uh, Bassey putting on a good performance. Yeah, eight shots, eight shots on target to nil, seventy-three percent possession. It's as dominant a display as you're going to get from Rangers. A lot of background noise uh, after the Malmo defeat um, about who or whether they're going to have to sell players. And knowing that they've actually got quite an attractive product on the pitch and knowing that they've got marketing guys who are working quite hard to get the value of that increased, particularly on the back of some of the European leagues getting kicked off again this week, do you see them having to sell players? Well, I think I think they were, I think the operational loss, they're, they're sort of in that sort of 15 to 20, 000, sorry, 15 to 20 million pounds a season in the in the red. So the soft loans from um, their their chairman and and, and various um, backers to sort of keep them keep them ticking along, but they've acknowledged that it's not a not a long term um, model. Um, so you'd expect you have to expect that if they can raise some money from some player sales, that you would think they'd maybe have to sell one or two. You think they'd have to sort of offset some of that. I don't think they could go another season losing another. 15 to 20 million pounds. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I just think that they're going to have to start balancing the books sooner or later. Uh, I mean, they might roll the dice this season knowing that there's Champions League money guaranteed at the end of the season for whoever wins the league. So maybe they'll roll the dice for one more season. But if they want to win the league this season and they haven't sold any players this season, then it would be a, I think there'd be quite a lot of, um, activity in the transfer market players leaving at the end of next season so it's a lot of a lot of question marks around it not a lot of reporting clear reporting around it either so it's a bit hard to know exactly what's going on but i, I definitely don't see any big signings coming in um but you know we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks because it all gets a bit frantic from here on in in the transfer window just to be clear, the Scotty Football Podcast have not paid £25,000 to be in the inner sanctum at Rangers, but we oh, are interested <laughs> in how things go. And uh, and, and uh, we probably wouldn't be able to get there anyway. We're probably not allowed out of the country to get there and get back in time for uh, our esteemed broadcasts on Wednesday evenings. Uh, but listen, the, 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 in being realistic about it, but Scottish football is always going to be um, a kind of poor relation of the European or, or, or how people perceive the bigger European game. I know I was extremely uh, frank about it at the end of last week's podcast. But, you know, Virgil van Dijk, Stuart Armstrong, 
to name but a few of the people that have kind of left Scottish football in recent times and gone on to do quite big things and, and still be of enormous value. Uh, Billy Gomer uh, at, at Chelsea, who looks like he is a, a, another like multi-million pound guy. The detachment from reality is is the biggest and the most striking thing for me. But anyway, we digress. The League Cup, we got into the last 16. That was good fun. Uh, Wraith Rovers and uh, an interesting game uh, at Starks Park where they uh, overcame Aberdeen against probably most expectations. Well, I think this is obviously the upset of the round and uh, you usually get one at this stage of the competition. And unfortunately for Aberdeen, they're the on the receiving end of a, a, a 2-1 defeat to uh, Wraith Rovers. Um, the, uh, Stephen Glass may have been a little bit too cute, making seven changes from the team that, that, that won in Europe during the week. Uh, resting the lights of Scott Brown, um, Brian Hedges. He, he made, I say, multiple, like, lots and lots of changes. And uh, yeah, I think it, I think it came back to, to to bite him on the bum. And definitely the individual goal of the week, uh, J. Emmanuel Thomas, with an absolute thundering mm. outside of the right foot effort, which actually put Aberdeen one 0 up in the first half. Pretty yeah. few chances either way. Um, Wraith finding their way back early in the second half from a deflected free kick that was prodded home by Ethan Bannon Some right after really half time. Really bad defending around the And that time. then, and then on 70 minutes, Aberdeen chasing the game. They bring on Brown, Hedges, and Ferguson off the bench. And a minute later, Dario Zanata rifling home after Jack Gar right back for Aberdeen. Oh my goodness. Don't know what he was trying to do there. Tried to clear the tried to clear his lines, totally fluffed it, and uh, Dario pounced on that, making it two one. And then after that, I mean, based on the highlights, you'd have to say that Aberdeen didn't really create any clear cut chances yeah. after yeah. that. So Wraith, well, deserving deserving winners based on that second half. And uh they face Celtic in the next round of the uh, round of the cup. See, so I reckon Aberdeen are saving themselves for Europe. They reckon like, they've been to Gothenburg well, already this season. I reckon they find themselves in that kind of that whole um, that niche of uh, European football is their thing, and uh, they're not going to be bothered too much about such trifling domestic concerns as the League Cup. Uh, great to see Dundee United winning on penalties. A close game against the United. Again, I have to say, my my favourite home strip of any of the clubs at the moment, Air United, um, designed by that Danish company. Um, but black and white hoops in the front, it, it looks amazing. Um, but anyway, Are you the, looking for a sponsorship deal? Or no, 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 no. Perish the thought. You mentioned that. <laughs> Perish the thought. But um, really, I mean, they, they played really well, as Air United often do. They quitted themselves very, very well. Uh, Dundee United winning on penalties. Scrapey do. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um... A few, few tight ones. I did, I did predict a few of them would go go to the wire. So that was, I don't know if that was one of the ones I predicted to go to the wire. But uh, see, that's yeah, the thing. We don't write them down anymore. I <laughs> know. Oh, I think, I think, I think, I think I said Dundee United one nil. Uh, the the Dundee Motherwell game. I said it would go to penalties, and I said oh, the Livingston. Then. <laughs> and I said Livingston St. Martin would go to extra time, which it did. But then that went to penalties. So I was not, I wasn't far off. And most of these games, like you say, there's one goal in it. So 
uh, very very tightly run affairs did you get to catch any of the united game or i did yes no so yeah, a fair, yeah. i have quite a fair as i usually do so a fair old chunk of it and thought that they were going to get beat so i kind of switched off because it was that kind of time of night in this, this part of the world. I actually thought it wasn't going to end well. Um, but they won on penalties. And apparently another pitch invasion. So pitch invasions are a thing again, which is quite funny. But very friendly pitch invasions. Not kind of, I'm going to chip you with a bottle. It's I want to cuddle you because you've just scored the winning penalty, which is <laughs> wonderful and emotional. But, but I mean, I just don't get it when like, Aberdeen beating Livy in the league, you know. But if it's a cup game, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, look, I mean, you 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 take a cup run aid any time, sort of thing. So you, you you've made it through. You're in you're in the next round. Um, didn't able to find any um, footage of the Dundee Motherwell game online. Not too hard or not, but uh, Dundee getting through there. Uh, Lee Ashcroft goal in seventy eight minutes, sealing the deal for them. Uh, and what else have we got? Livingston St. Murn. So um, Alan Forrest, forty one minutes, yeah, good and then. Goal. Connor McCarthy on 82 to equalise, but not enough in the end. Uh, My favourite game was uh, St. Johnson and Arbroath. Arbroath tempting tempting twice that they were going to take out um, St. Johnson, the holders, uh, playing at Gayfield. And I I, I don't know how I said this at the end of last week, but uh, Arbroath is one of those places I actually go, I love to go and watch football there because it's right on the coast of the North Sea. Uh, the wind is sometimes strong enough to actually take the ball and blow over the stand. And, uh, you know, St. Johnson came up from Perth, it's not that far away, and and gave him a, a really decent game. In fact, so much so that we yeah, were able well, to get <laughs> ultimately. I was just trying to say, Richard, oh, that the, um, the... Oh, you there? am I there? Are you there, you're Richard? Back. Oh, you're back. I'm I back. Hear you. Okay. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I, I like I said last week that this whole playing in Europe thing for teams like St. Johnson, Hibs, Aberdeen, week in week out, it's very catch up with them. And I think this is another sort of this hangover from their the valiant effort against Galatasaray, um, where they're just they're trying to struggle to perform to their fullest potential and obviously the lead cup they've, they've scraped through in the end on a penalty shootout but that could have been you know curtains for them in, in that tournament sort of thing so you feel you feel for teams like St. John's I said it last week I'll say it again and um, I just think that you're going to see some funny results through the season so long as they are still in Europe and they've got another chance um, this week which we'll, which we'll talk about when they're, they're in the conference Europa Conference League um, Hibs 2-0 against Kilmarnock um, Kelly, a couple of early chances actually one-on-one um, uh, with uh, Scott Robinson and then they actually hit the underside of the bar from Liam Polworth so it could have been 2-0 up and then it was Tyler McGinnis, McGinnis uh, with his fourth goal in all competitions this season um, making it 1-0 and then in the second half Kevin Nisbet with a glancing header beating the offside trap to make it 2-0 and making it comfortable for Hibs at home and they are through to the next round as well um, Celtic 3, Hearts 2 if ever there was a scoreline that didn't reflect oh my word yeah the, the game <laughs> um, you could easily say Celtic could have been 5 or 6 up by half time they absolutely ripped Hearts apart in that first half and yeah, a so lot the to first... do with 45 of that, they were Craig. absolutely outstanding. As good as they've been for a long time. 
Craig Gordon keeping them keeping hearts in it big time. Um, the the team goal for the first goal itself, Odds and Edward, was just a thing of uh, beauty. Uh, the the passage of play to sort of set that one up was was nice. Um, um, can I just stop you there and just say that Odds and Edward did I actually see a smile on his face? Ooh, you sound like Frank McIverney. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. No, um, he, uh, he he look. I think. I think sometimes what happens is that you, you, you maybe, maybe he thinks he's leaving, maybe he thinks he's not, but he's probably sat in the bench the last couple of weeks and watched a week Iogo go up there and show him how it's done. And he's probably went, actually, you know what? I, you know, I can do that too. And he busted an absolute gut to get onto the end of that, that, that cross from James Forrest. So back to his, um, I wouldn't say his absolute best, but definitely reflecting a lot more like the, the odds and Edward that Celtic supporters seem to remember. Um, and so and shock quick horror, uh, Australian Ange Postacoglu may know something about motivating footballers. Well, po- 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 possibly. And then, you know, Hearts get one back and uh, it all gets a wee bit shaky for about 10 minutes and then Kyogre stores to make it 3-1 and then that sort of stays the ship again. And basically the last kick of the game, uh, Hearts store to make it 3-2, a wee bit of a deflection. Um, so yeah, so I have to say, Strawline not reflecting the result, but um, like I said, Craig Gordon playing out absolutely out of his skin, probably, you say, probably the second or third best keeper in the league at the moment uh, on that display. Um, um, yeah, well, if you're based on Alan McGregor from last season, but if you know, interested to see how Alan grows this season, another year older. But um, Craig Gordon definitely looking the looking the goods, and uh, his manager Robbie Nielsen saying that he deserves the call up to well, you know the number one job for Scotland. So we'll see what happens there. So does that mean that uh, you're probably still young enough that you could go back there and train as a goalkeeper and get a job for Scotland? Aye, pretty much, but you've never, you haven't seen me in goals. I'm meant <laughs> <laughs> being being tall does not make you a good goalkeeper. <laughs> Very good. So the draws are out. Uh, so Celtic versus Wraith Rovers, that's going to be a tasty tie, uh, a replay of the 1994 uh, League Cup final where Wraith Rovers famously beat Celtic on penalties. Uh, um, I, you won't remember that, but I certainly do. Uh, Rangers and uh, they've got a, a tricky tie. Um, oh my goodness! Hang on a second. It's on Livingston. Page of mine. Livingston, yes, a tricky tie, uh, which they they won't be looking forward to because I think Livingston will have learned an awful lot from the last trip to, uh, from the last trip to Ibrooks. Um and it's interesting to see how. Um, the other kind of parties are going to fare because it's all going to be much of a muchness. How do you think it's going to map out for the rest of that draw? Well, um, a couple of things. Um, Hibs and St. Johnston have drawn away from home, so that's a bit of a disadvantage for them. Celtic and Rangers, both home ties, so you'd expect both of them to, to go proceed, you know, progress to the next round. So St. Johnston, I think it depends if they're still in Europe by then or not. So if they're in Europe, then Dundee would definitely fancy the chances there. Hibs, Hibs are now out of Europe, so I think you know they've got a better chance of maybe progressing against Dundee United. So I'm going to say at the moment, based on what I've been seeing, Dundee, Rangers, Celtic and Hibs to get through to that final round. But we're another month away. Those ties taking place on the weekend of the 23rd and 24th of September, so about a month from now. 
Very good. Well, we've got more European football tonight. Celtic playing Azzi Alkmaar, one of the, the very competent Dutch youth systems. Azzi uh, invested a long, long time ago in making sure that they were that they among the best of the, the Dutch uh, professional development squads. Uh, and I've been a feeder club for many, many teams uh, throughout Europe, uh, winning the Rhinus Michels uh, Development Award in 2016 and 2015. Uh, how do you see that going at Celtic Park tonight? I think there's going to be a lot of goals. Um, I, I was listening to a podcast today. The Chief Scout for Ajax, can't remember his name. He played. He played in Scotland. He's friends with Arthur Newman. Um, he was saying that as a Akma like to uh, push high high pressing tempo um, fullbacks that bomb on. Bit like Celtic, <laughs> so I think it's going to be two teams trying to trying to land a knockout punch. So I can see this being like a four two Celtic. I'm hoping it's a four two Celtic, but I can see it being a high scoring match. Celtic are going to have to take a lead over there. Um, I think at a minimum two goals to give themselves a, a, a good chance of progressing through the tie. Um, so, but you know, I think you know, and just. And Ange's plan A at the moment is just to go out and blow teams away and try and do it in the first 60 minutes before Celtic start running out of legs. So um, hopefully that's what happens. But, you know, the, the they did show that when Hearts did just sort of manage to pinch one back that Celtic did get the wobbles. So it's important that if Celtic do go or go behind or they concede early that they just keep playing the football that, that that's been serving them well for the last couple of weeks um so that that's really the biggest challenge is is probably shoring it up at the back a little bit um Stephen Welsh seems to be doing okay Carl Starfelt came out another little bit of criticism on the weekend he gave away a penalty sort of got blindsided um by Liam Boyce and it's one of those ones where you, you probably should have known that he was breathing down your neck sort of thing but um he's still settling in still early days um so yeah, like I said, hopefully I, I just predict high scoring. So I mean, I hope, obviously, I hope Celtic win, but I think there's going to be a lot of goals. That's my that's my prediction there. Kill surprise, bomb scares in the middle of the Celtic defence. Uh, Rangers have got Alshkar from Armenia. Uh, are they ranked? So this is Alshkar. Are they ranked one hundred and fortieth? In, uh, in the European club rankings, uh, Rangers significantly above them. Uh, but how do you see that go? I actually fancy Rangers. I think they've got like Joe Rebo back and uh, is now able to play in Europe once again. And uh, I'm optimistic on the back of that that some of their midfield's uh, charisma will, will return and they're going to actually take these guys apart. Well, I think so. Because I think Alish Tarts only had one win in their last four matches. Um, so they are not travelling terribly well they've had two games postponed i don't know why they've been postponed but they've been postponed so probably lacking a bit of football as well so um yeah i i you, you'd have to back rangers at home you'd think that they would put a, a few a couple past past them and take that over to um armenia for yeah, that, the second leg next week that's a good question for the listeners of uh, how, why were the alskart games we have listeners all over the world by the way guys you might not think so but we do and uh, it'd be interesting to hear uh, who our armenian um our armenian contacts might know why that game was was um, postponed or cancelled at uh, karabag uh, who I remember playing, they played Celtic a few seasons back. They're playing yeah, Aberdeen yeah, uh, on Thursday yeah. evening as well. That might be a trickier game for Aberdeen. It's going to be hot. Yes, well, they've got, they've got a, a, a 12-hour round trip, I think. 
I believe. So that, yeah, that you've got the temperature difference as well. Um, obviously, League Cup defeat on the weekend, so they don't have to bounce back from that. Stephen Glass had to throw on the likes of Scott Brown and players like that for the last 20 minutes of the game. So they didn't really get the rest that he was probably hoping that they would have gotten. So, yeah, I think Aberdeen are capable, but they're going to have to probably play at their best to hopefully get something out of the tie, at least bring a draw back to um, Pitodri so that they can um, progress. But, you know, don't know that they're out of the League Cup. The pressure is now on them even more here to to get through this tie because to be out of Europe and to be out of the League Cups probably not not good enough at this this stage of the season for them. Oh, that's the Conference League qualifier and uh, who knows what Azerbaijani football is up to. Um, it's interesting to think about how we might go from here into the weekend because the weekend comes sooner than you think. Uh, Celtic playing easy, Alkmaar. Uh, some tips for the weekend. Uh, Celtic versus St Moon. You've forgotten that uh, St. Johnson's playing Linsk away as well. Oh, St. Johnson are. Oh my goodness, they are still in Europe. Yeah, sorry, it was so. I was so gutted that they got humped by Galatasaray. <laughs> but they're playing last. They're playing Linzer. They're playing Linz from Austria, aren't they? Yes, in Linz. That's right. Yes, in Linz. Yes. yes. So, yeah. uh, so, uh, so that, that'll, be a, that'll be a tough. That'll be a tough game. But um, right. again, they're pretty handy. They've got a second bite of the cherry. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. We'll we'll got our fingers and toes crossed. So they put a good show against Alatasaray. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, keeping our eyes closed about it. Celtic St. Mirren on Saturday at Celtic Park. Can't see past a a, a solid sell at Celtic victory. So um, gonna be pretty bold here and say three nil. Um, I just think that St. Mirren have not started the season the way I thought they would. And at the moment, Celtic at home is just a, a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, and they've, they're have they playing at home tonight as well. So um, they're no travelling there. So they, they should be right to, to go for the weekend. We should play back like, you know, two weeks ago and our chat about Celtic then. But, you know, honestly, it's amazing how quickly your tune has changed. Uh, Livingston oh, playing one of all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Livingston playing Mullerwell. Uh, I actually fancy Mullerwell. Uh, Livingston have had a really rubbish start to the season and uh, deeply unconvincing, even though they got through scrapey do. Um, but yeah, Mullerwell, a couple of good players just beginning to gel, not quite there yet, but I actually fancy them on the plastic pit, Joe. I'm going to say one each. Yeah, that's um, really dull. I just, I just, I, yeah, I, <laughs> let me say they're going to be hard to beat all season. They're, they're going to stripe and fight for everything. Um, and I, like you say, I don't think Mother will have completely gelled as a squad yet. So I'm not convinced that they are the, they're, they're going to, um, fight their way out of that bottom four. But, um, yeah, where I say, say a one old draw. Live on the KO in Australia, uh, Dundee versus Hibernian on Sunday. That's the early kickoff. Uh, first time for Dundee and the kind of the big crowds kick off. They've done well. They've got their full house um, ticked, accredited, and they're going to be able to uh, accommodate their full house. Hopefully, it will be a full, a full house. Um, but Hibs, I have to say, can't see them not beating. Yeah, look, I mean, I think Hibs out of Europe now, they've got to focus on the league. They've got to put pressure on Aberdeen to, and, and, and sort of fight for that third spot. Um, I think they should do the business here. They're on TV, so it's on the, the Kayo and Sky here in um, here in Australia. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll say 2-1 Hibs. 
Hearts Aberdeen, that's the tasted game of the weekend. 2-2, I reckon, Tyne Castle. Ooh, 2-2. Um, yeah, look, I think, again, Aberdeen will be potentially not struggling, but obviously coming back from Azerbaijan, um, depending on obviously the result they get out there as well. It could, they could be really down in the dumps if they, they don't get a decent result out there. So Hearts off to a bit of a flyer. I mean, obviously 3-2 against Celtic, but they, they're, they're, they're two from two in the league. Um, I'm just trying, oh, that's just a real tricky one. Um uh, given given that Aberdeen having to travel, I'm going to say Hearts two one, um, very tight 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 affair though. Very good, uh, Ross County Dingwall. They've been signing this week some big signings for Ross County. Uh, they're playing Rangers. Yeah, they're bringing in Joseph Hungo Hungbo. Um, so he uh, Watford Crystal Palace Academy. Uh, bit of a, he's a winger apparently. So yeah, that that will give. Malky some options uh, down the down the flanks. Uh, still don't think it's going to be enough though. Um, so I think Rangers are going to probably walk this one. I'm going to say two 0 uh, St. Johnson Dundee United the Tayside Derby. Uh, St. Johnson who've got that big European game midweek. Dundee United resting. So this is why I'm going to take United in the absence of Lauren Shanklin. Beershot got beat at the weekend by the way. Uh, Dundee United for the, I reckon St. Johnson are, are not as good as they might think they are. Ali McCann is wonderful, but United have strengthened. I reckon they're going to beat them 2 1. I'm going to say two, I'm going to say two each. Um, I think it will be, it'll be one of these ones where, um, yeah, backwards and forwards. So, yeah, two, two all. And your final thoughts? Oh, actually, I don't actually have got any of the sweet, Richard. You know that? Um, I, I, um, the rumour mill, well, the headlines today is that Celtic are closing in on signing a um, a right back. So Joseph Juranovic from uh, Lydia Warsaw. So that seems to be a done deal um, in the realm of about two and a half million quid. My brother said he kept um, the uh, left winger for actually he kept Andy Robertson quiet in the Euros that's what he said so um, obviously decent quality if you can keep Liverpool's number one left back and Scotland's number one left back uh, quiet so hopefully that's a good bit of business for Celtic my final thought this week is for our both. What an absolutely amazing performance against St. Johnson. I hope they sold a whole bucket of pies and I want them to know that I'll be up as soon as I possibly can be uh, with myself, yourself and perhaps our, our third amigo, Johnny Forrester, for uh, a wee pie at the old Lichty's Pavilion on the south of the North Sea. Uh, Antonio, as ever, a joy having a blather about the Scottish football. I hope that uh, all of you listening, wherever you're listening, uh, have enjoyed it. We're going to be back again next week with a wee bit of a blather about the Scottish football. Thank you very much, mate. We'll uh, speak again soon. Take care.